0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider. Welcome to this 91 Investment Views 2022 podcast. With me is Stephanie Niven, who is a global sustainable equities investor. Is this a new asset class, a new and exciting asset class, Stephanie, or is it a sort of a cannibalization of other asset classes?
1: Hi, Lindsay. It's really great to be here today and to really talk about something that's so topical and and emerging. And, And for me, global sustainable equity isn't a new asset class. It's an orientation in perspective. And that orientation really has two interwoven elements. Firstly, it's about thinking long term about where we invest. And secondly, it's about thinking more holistically about how we invest. It's about considering the broader impacts of our investments on the world in which we live. And, And ultimately, over time, there should be no conflict whatsoever between the interests of stakeholders and shareholders. It's not about one group of stakeholders versus another. It's about long-term stakeholders versus short-term stakeholders. And for us at 91, we see sustainability as the future. So we believe in a sustainable future that increasingly prices and values externalities. So if I just back up and give you a quick definition of externalities, these are the costs imposed or the benefits conferred on others that are not taken into account by the person taking the action. And this has been really interesting to watch. So in the last 18 months to two years, we've really seen the carbon externality begin to be noticed by the market. So we've seen a real change in the response of investors to businesses that are carbon emitting, that really don't consider their carbon footprint in the way they operate their business. And we at 91 see that as the start of a broader trajectory. So this is the dawn of a much wider reaching change where we will see externalities beyond carbon, so beyond that natural kind of capital side of things, begin to matter. So here we're talking about impacts on human capital, on social capital and on financial capital. And we're really looking here at how markets are beginning to consider sort of relatively nebulous at the moment concepts such as financial inclusion or broadening healthcare access or even sort of infrastructure development. And we're really working hard to consider these ideas. They're difficult to measure, but that doesn't mean they're important. And it doesn't mean that they don't have relevance in an investment context. And this is, for me, I think a once in almost a generation opportunity to really bring investors, bring clients on a journey as we sort of develop and really drive you know different sort of skill set through investing in a sustainable future
0: I can hear your enthusiasm which is actually very gratifying what about (laughs) the sustainability aspect because there are different degrees of sustainability how many companies are out there that meet your what are probably very stringent sustainability criteria that's the first part of this question secondly looking forward to 2022 and in the wake of COP26 are you excited about 2022
1: so for me this is where it gets really interesting so the question is you know is this really niche or you know how will i find enough opportunities and i would say to you well you know what this is a different future from the past and to find those opportunities to find those businesses that really thrive in a sustainable future we need different tools so we need different techniques different analytical approaches we need different ways of thinking about how businesses are creating value And for me, one of the things I've really been developing and thinking about a lot is how to think about corporate culture. So we hear business leaders, you know, across the world, across sectors, talking about the importance of people to their businesses. But the investment community has largely overlooked that. So there's no one good metric. You know, there's no reported statistic that I can plug into my spreadsheet to tell me whether a business has a good culture or a bad culture. It's much more qualitative and analytical than that. So we've done some fantastic work building out a qualitative framework to really pin a definition of culture and really understand what we're looking for. So we've used that technique to apply it across geographies, across sectors, and really think about how different businesses and different companies are being able to establish strong, appropriate cultures.
0: Let's look at those opportunities very briefly, if we can, Stephanie.
1: Yes, yeah, sure. So for next year, what we're focusing on here is understanding if the market is recognising that sustainable leadership, the businesses we look at kind of exhibit, and whether they're pricing in that corporate culture advantage. And we see opportunity across developed markets, across emerging markets, and a real broad range of sectors.
0: Stephanie, thanks so much for your insight. That was Stephanie Niven, who is a global sustainable equities investor at 91.